Welcome into the podcast, episode 22 of Living Large. If you guys are listening on my YouTube channel, make sure you guys drop a like, hit that subscribe button, and if you are in the podcast store, whatever app you may be listening to uh, on CastBox, hopefully, and ex- we, we post there, ex- let me start this fucking shit over. That was really good. <laughs> Welcome into the podcast, episode 22 of Living Large. If you guys are listening on my YouTube channel, make sure you guys leave a thumbs up and hit that subscribe button. And if you're on a podcast app, rate us five stars so we can get to that number one spot. And if you already rated us five stars, rate us five stars. Again, today's guest, we have a former New England Patriot cheerleader, currently dating a New England Patriot, (laughs) currently SI swimsuit rookie, Sports Illustrated (laughs) model of the year. Oh, wow. With her pint of berries. <laughs> Stop it, Mark. Camille Caustic, is that right? Yeah, that was perfect. Caustic, not caustic, right? Yes. Beautiful to have right. you on the show. We've known each other for like maybe what, a year now? I don't even remember when that was. It was in 2017, I know that. Yeah, we met at the club. We were popping bottles at Warwick. She was like, we met at the club before we met at Malibu Wine? I think so. I think it was the other way around. Okay, that that was my mistake. So we went to Malibu Wine Safari. <laughs> yeah, we met Stanley the Giraffe. We went we went on like a little wine tasting mm-hmm. excursion, and we were having so much fun. And this is when you first moved to LA, right? February of 2017. So it wasn't it wasn't long after that because I remember that was my you were like my first like LA YouTuber friend, and oh. I was like, whoa, look how many views <laughs> he gets, and I couldn't believe it. And then we did that Never Not Dancing skit, and I put that clip on my on my Instagram, and it went like viral. It had like 300,000 hits, and I was really? like. Cool. Oh, that was sick. That was so like you, my first taste of like LA that, social like, media social life. Me- what were you doing before that? You were a New England Patriots cheerleader, right? Yeah. And I mean, it was, oh, I don't know. At the time, I feel like follow, like your follower numbers is like a big deal out here. Oh, yeah. I had, of course. I remember when I hit the K, the 10K. That oh was God, huge. Yeah. Big moment. I, huge for me on the <laughs> yeah. East Coast. Are you kidding? Like, I don't know. A lot of people aren't really popping on their Instagram. Right. And, I just had fun with it. I wasn't even trying to build followers. And then now we're out here and I'm, I get to like, I mean, I'm nowhere where you are, but you're getting there though, because it's interesting. Cause when I first met you, you were just like starting up in the scene. And I remember when this, so basically let's talk did about Did you SI. invite me to that? I don't even remember to how Malibu I, wines. Yeah. I think Bear Gidio did. That's right. Yeah. He's been on the show. You guys should That's check out right. the podcast with him. Talked a lot about entrepreneurialism. He's an, he's an, he's an electric guy, like always on oh, one, right? For sure. Yeah. But we had a good group of people. We went to Malibu wine safari. Um, but shortly after that, I remember you hit me up cause I was into the videos. You're like, Hey, like this SI, like, and I keep saying SI sports illustrated yeah. swimsuit they're yeah. doing. Didn't they do their casting over social media last exactly. year? Exactly. And you're like, Hey, I need to make a video like today cause the deadline's tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Oh shit, I can't wow, help I you. I knew you from that point. Yeah. Wow. Yes. I, I made that video in 2017 of March and I posted it like right at the beginning of April, 2017. At some point in there, we did Malibu wine safari. Yeah. I went to Malibu. I shot for three days, uploaded it, didn't sleep for three nights and just knew I had to in 60 seconds make the best pitch to Sports Illustrated Swimsuit as to why I should be their next rookie in the issue, which was insane because what was getting between me and that dream job was getting signed with agencies. And that was Mm -hmm. a big part of why I came out here from the East Coast, because I wasn't getting signed in New York. You know, I wasn't that industry modeled standard of a, you know, a double zero or, you know, at least five nine size. I know. Thought, it's getting wait, wait, smaller wait, hold on. and smaller. Double that goes below zero. I thought two was low, and then it was a zero, <laughs> and then it was a double zero, and then my 
size kept going up even though my measurements were the same. I was like, what are we doing to these women and like, just on our clothes? I actually have an article po- pulled up here. I wasn't going to get to it just yet of you talking shit back to someone on Instagram for body shaming you. I usually don't. You know, you they always yeah. say, take the high road, like right. kill them with kindness. But then sometimes like, people catch me at the wrong time or actually I'm in a great mood and I'm just like. Yeah, you're always, you're always projecting such positivity on your channel. That's why we click because my thing is like positivity. And totally. you're, you have your little hashtag never not dancing. Yeah. So talk about uh, the SI process. Why, what made you apply for this and how many people applied? Because oh I'm sure gosh. hundreds of thousands probably did. It was insane. It was we had to just hash, just upload a video. It couldn't exceed 60 seconds. You know, you couldn't put up one and then two and then three. Right. Um, so 60 seconds and tell them why it could be simply setting up your cell phone and doing a selfie mode video. Or, you know, I went the lengths. I was like, there's going to be hundreds of thousands of applicants. Mm-hmm. How does mine stand out? You know, it was easy to get them lost and you just hashtag SI swim search. So every day I'd be refreshing the hashtag. There was more and more and more. And every five, eight blonde, I was like, Oh, there's Is another that you one. You're yeah. five, eight blonde. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But you know, just like surface level, you could just see in the video, like, right. Oh my gosh, there's a girl because, um, yeah. So I was like, how am I going to stand out? And it was really hard to tell someone I want this so bad, but without saying that, like, how, right, how do you yeah. bring your, your authentic self through this video? Was it weird? Cause in the video, did you have to brag about yourself essentially? You know what? No. And it, it was one of those things where I was like, Oh, should I sit down and slate and sit down and be like, hi, I'm Camille. And then yeah. I, I, I have, you know, we're, we both have very creative minds. And so in the editing process, I was like trying to think like, how do I want to do this? Do I want to talk? And then while I'm talking, like throw video of me rolling in the sand, like, <laughs> it, it, like embodying a sports illustrated girl right. on this, on set. And instead I remember I was having such a hard time and I kept pushing it off and we just kept doing a lot of B-roll, a lot of me just like being flirtatious with the camera and just having fun and dancing, playing volleyball with myself. And then the camera guy, my friend Tice, he just held the camera up on his shoulder and he tricked me. And he, and it was kind of like slanted, side tilted. And he was like, Come on, why do you even want to do this? Like, why are we wasting our time doing this? And I got so heated and frustrated and passionate about, I was like, are you kidding? I didn't bring you out here from Connecticut for nothing. And I was like, this is something I've wanted since I was 15 years old. It was the first time that I saw by a uh, real body that, you know, I was biased towards these models because mm-hmm. I, I saw myself in these advertisements for once and I was able to see the freckles and the hips and thighs and, and just things that I wasn't seeing in your typical advertisement on commercials or Didn't magazines. Didn't Kate Upton kind of popularize Sports Illustrated? Oh, 100%. Right. 100%. She was against like all odds kind of like she wasn't your typical supermodel right. look again, Chrissy Teigen, Ashley Graham, just breaking these molds. And what, what I love so much about it is these women have personalities behind them. They're not just another mm-hmm. beautiful face in the issue. And that really stuck with me because there was so much more that I wanted to do. You know, I, I love to talk yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I love to act and I love to host on camera and, and so many people were like, well, if you get this, what about all your other passions? And I was like, that's the beautiful part. You can yeah. use this platform to capitalize on that stuff. And I'm also super passionate about, you know, standing up for, for, for women and, and accepting your true beauty. And it's really hard. I'm still kind of on that journey, but being a part of sports illustrated has helped me so much with self-love and it's allowed me to kind of share that with other women, which in essence resonates with them. And I, I feel like I'm working on kind of capitalizing on that platform. That's so. really awesome. Yeah. I, I know you were really excited when it happened finally. Well, how oh. long was the process? A few months, right? Oh my gosh. It ended up being a year. A year? Mm-hmm. I mean, four Wait, days. So you started this last year, but I was reading stuff like online, like doing my little research, my homework. And it says that you're a 2019 rookie. 
I know. So I'm confused. So this is the first ever open call. Okay. So I applied in 2017 to be in the 2018 issue. Right. And, you know, I, so the first elimination, they took the thousands of applicants on, on Instagram and they cut it down to 35. We got an email. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, we got an Instagram DM. I had never been so Damn, thirsty. Damn, this shit was all through Instagram. <laughs> yeah, and it was their first time. So we were kind of their guinea pigs. Yeah, yeah. So it, it was new for everybody. Like, I, we didn't know how, there was a lot of twiddling my thumbs, like waiting months. Am I going to wake up and, you know, be a step further to right. my dream job or am I it's just going to get swiped from me? Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you how many dreams and nightmares I had of like getting emails. And I'll never forget. I got, um, my email that I made the final six. I was in Sephora at the Grove and I had to have my roommate take my phone and open it. It was like, bing. I was like, it's like when you apply to a college and oh, you're like, did I get yeah. in? <laughs> yeah. I, oh my gosh. I just remember getting that notification from Gmail and I just like slid down to the ground. I was like, my hands were sweaty and I, I was like, Knees Oh my God, weak. I could just see in the, in the, title it I don't even really remember what it was but I just remember it being from the swimsuit editor from MJ Day and I was like oh my gosh what is it gonna say and then she read it and she was like it says congratulations and I was like (laughs) for what and she was like you're shooting um you're shooting you're you're advancing forward that's amazing so how many they pick six six finalists shot from the model search so Mm -hmm. from the thousands of applicants six of us um that was probably eight months, eight months out. So we had press tours and did a shoot in Miami and walked for Miami swim week and so many things to that year. So it was such a cool experience, you know, the whole way, but essentially you wanted to win that spot. So it felt like I won because I shot in the 2018 issue. All six of us went to Belize in November of 2017. The issue dropped February. Yeah, so I want to talk about the Belize before we move. Yeah. Uh, did you ever do shoots before this or was this like kind of your first first shoot. No, I had been, I had been modeling, but it was more like e-commerce stuff. So you're in, you know, you're in a studio against a white screen or you're right. Right. You know, and I had done, so you some, never done onsite in Belize. No, not like that. What was that like? Cause you look at some of the photos and you kind of, you're like in the middle of the ocean, like topless. Dude, the, <laughs> I'm not kidding. My like aha moment, my like, I, I did it moment was <laughs> we, we were in Belize and we were on this beautiful resort and we took a, a little boat, like 12 minutes out mm-hmm. to this private Island. Right. And no big deal. There's no, <laughs> there's no like changing facilities. So you're just kind of changing in the middle of a, of a deserted Island. And, and I how just, many people are watching you by the way? Change. Yeah. Like oh, how, no one. Oh, okay. Okay. And honestly, essentially the team is women. That's the coolest part. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Cause it, I, I imagine during these photo shoots, you got like, obviously you have the guy that's taking I mean, the I'm photos. I'm not shy. Then so you I have wouldn't people care. holding up the reflectors and then you have like, well, that's true. The team. Like, that's true. And then is that awkward? Was it awkward? No. And no? that's the coolest part about, it. I mean, there are shoots that are awkward. There are right. shoots that are uncomfortable and I'll be the first to be like, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm leaving, you know, um, before I had all these agents and representations, there was a lot of times where I was building my portfolio to get into Sports Illustrated. And um, there were shoots where I, I could kind of get a sense of character and how the mood was going to be. And I already removed myself. But that what was so cool about this is like the, the shoot where I had the least amount of clothing. I felt the most comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like these women build you up like no other. And they truly mean it. Like you feel your sexiest. And I wasn't my thinnest weight. And I wasn't, you know, it was it for me, it was. I don't know. It was a huge turning point for me and womanhood and, and, womanhood. and everything. Seriously, <laughs> seriously. Like being a woman, it's, I don't That's know. Really there's awesome. probably girls listening. Uh, yeah, no, Young yeah. and old alike, like 
you go through a struggle, even if you have mm-hmm. like such a strong mental state, there's, there's especially being in the industry of modeling where oh, your body is judged, even when you don't want people's opinions. Um, that's so literally was, like, yeah, when I was reading that article, you say that it's like, people are saying shit, but you, you say that you have like a strong mind, but like not everybody does have a strong mind, you know, exactly. and like everyone has to deal with these issues. Even me, you know, mm-hmm. like, obviously I'm not like to the scale of getting body shamed, really. Like I see people say, dude, you put on weight, but like mm-hmm. I get comments too. And it's stuff we all have to deal with. And mm-hmm. it's like, how do you handle those comments and how do you move forward? Exactly. Um, exactly. But that's really awesome. So SI has opened a lot of doors for you because I've seen you, you host a lot of stuff. Yes. And is that for SI or is that? Well, that was the cool part when I went in for my interview, which is another, like I was saying before, a big part I want, big reason why I wanted SI was because it was more than just being another face in the issue. MJ sits down with every single candidate that was in the final. So the final Who's 35, MJ? she is the swimsuit editor. She's okay, okay. who founded Kate. She's who, oh, wow. you know, calls the, who's going to be on the cover. And, um, yeah, she's, are you on the cover? Let's hope let's manifest oh, okay. it. So that's, that's, I could have shot cover in Australia. I don't know. We could see. Hi, I'm Arusha Pires, host of a new podcast called investing with IBD. Here are a few snippets from the conversations that we're having. Facebook, you know, it's coming back. I was really treating it as a counter trend kind of stock. You have these really fast moving stocks. You want to have a little bit slower moving stocks also in your portfolio. What Bill observed after sitting through many market corrections is that the market will come down, but you need to wait a few days and see if there's going to be continued power. And that's where he came up with the follow through day concept. One of the most interesting things is, you know, utilities have actually been very, very strong over the last 52 weeks. The work that we've done on yield curve inversion suggests that after the yield curve inverts, over the next year, utility performance is actually not that good. Come join the conversation on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. So you went went to Belize, you went to Australia and you shot anywhere else? Do you have any funny stories? I've only done two. Um, like any awkward stories, any funny moments while on the shoots? Yes. <laughs> that you would like to share? You don't have yeah, to share. No, they're, they're, I don't even know if they're funny. Maybe they're funny to other people, but I'm just so used to it. But I, the OCD in me wants to finish saying that. I, so when I shot, when I auditioned in 2017, I shot 2018. So essentially it felt like I won because I was in the 2018 issue. But you wanted to walk away as the winner mm-hmm. of the swim search. So I won swim search. So even though I shot 2018, I became a rookie for 2019. So okay. that's why I'm a rookie, but I shot already. Is it competitive? Like, are you guys out there like talking shit about the other girls? Like, Oh, no. come on. She did. She didn't do as many squats as me today. Like why she, she ain't going to be me. Uh-uh. Wait, that's not even like shit talk. That's like, <laughs> still, that's like, Oh my gosh, you're not a girl. You could just tell you're not a girl from that. Uh-uh, with the squats. Nah, with that Z snap. You know what I'm saying? No, the squats. But it's super, was everybody super friendly or oh was my it gosh, super yeah. competitive? And if, and if you're, if you're not a nice girl, like, they can, the women behind sports culture can read that. And you, yeah. you know, the, you're, you're cut man. Like it's all. Have you ever been cut from something? People. Were you ever, were you cut from the Patriots or did you Dude, quit? It took, it took me three times to get that job. No way. Mm-hmm. I didn't make it past preliminaries for two years. Why? And then the third way. What made was it all the reason? Way. Um, my confidence. 
Cause I could dance. I didn't understand. I was like, I can kick my legs up to here. I can do the choreography. I didn't mess it up. I'm smiling, but it, it, there was, there's a difference between no one can see me, but there's a difference yeah, between like, you were filming this. Oh shoot. <laughs> there's a difference between pull, pull the mic closer so we can hear you. I'm going to try to do like a simple move, a step out and crossing your arms like this and getting the move. Right. And mm-hmm. then it's different tweets. Like, ah, you know, like, uh, like that stage presence. It's huge. Like the Beyonce hair flowing. Like, yes. Headstrong. Yes. And okay. I think that was a big part of it. I was nervous. I was how old were you? Young. When I first first auditioned, I was 18. Oh wow. That's the you have to be 18. So was, was it hard being an NFL cheerleader? Mm. Did you guys get to fly private with the team? No, we didn't. The only time we travel is for Super Bowl. So luckily I got to do that. You did a Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. You cheerleaded at a Super Bowl and yeah. they won, right? Mm-hmm. 2015, it was that interception with Malcolm Butler, like in the last 18 seconds. And it was all of a sudden, I just remember the guys with the cannons that shoot out the confetti were like, had um, Seahawks blue and um, green confetti loaded. And they were like, we need red, white, and blue. And I was like, oh my God. And we like rushed the ropes. We were doing snow angels and the confetti. It was amazing. It was awesome. That's insane. What was was that experience like? Incredible. I remember seeing Steven Tyler and Britney Spears in the audience and I was like, oh, they're at my show. I'm performing like, for this them. This is for me. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. I mean, and then there were, they don't give much airtime to the cheerleaders when Super Bowl airs, but I remember going back to the locker room and, you know, there were so many people like, that was so cool. But then it was so cool to get the text where people were like, I saw your hair and the <laughs> side of your face. And I was like, oh my gosh, it was a national television. And I couldn't believe it. But what was it like cheerleading in New England? Cause I know it snows. Like, was it like, Oh, it's cold. That's what I'm saying. It yeah. It is so cold, man. And we can't look like the Michelin men on the sidelines. Right, like we of still course. have to look cute and be able to do jump splits and stuff. So, I mean, we took, you know, those Thermacare heating packs that like help your cramps or like. Yeah, oh. all the time. I'm getting, I'm getting those <laughs> menstrual cramps all the time. I just throw on a thermo. <laughs> um, they basically, we take those and we wrap them around like heating pads on our stomachs. Okay. They have, they're like Velcro. Honestly, you, well, you put them on your back too, if you have back right. pain. Okay. So come on. It's yeah, just yeah. for girls, menstrual cramps, cramps in your back. You're like trying to be relatable over here. Like, yeah, all we the like time. wrap them around our ankles. We would put hand warmers and feet warmers like everywhere, but they would freeze so quickly because we would be like sweating, but then freezing. And it was I don't know a if lot. you guys can hear, but there are sirens in the background right now. Something's going on serious in Hollywood. Is it bad that I think there's always sirens around here? Yeah, it's bad. And it's raining. It's pouring down rain. Anyways, let me, uh, before we jump into some, some more in New England Patriots talk, I have some rapid fire questions for you. It's a okay. new segment on the podcast. I'm going to call it rapid fire questions. You just got to, first thing that comes to your mind, you answer it. Okay. You ready? Uh, not really, but okay. <laughs> Do you have any pets? Yes. What? A cat named Camo, but he lives with my mom back in Connecticut because I traveled too much and I was being a bad owner. Awesome. Favorite movie ever? <laughs> Parent Trap. Describe the second one with Lindsay Lohan, not the original. Okay. Okay. Describe yourself as a teenager in three words. Bubbly, kind, silly. What are three things you need to keep in your purse at all times? Um, coconut oil, lip gloss, um, my cell phone and a floss. What's your biggest pet peeve? Snoring. Dark chocolate or milk chocolate? Oh, milk chocolate. If you could be from any other decade, which would it be and why? Oh, I'd want to grow up in the in the 80s. Why? Because I'm all about that high waist bikini line and <laughs> I'm so jealous of my mom's wardrobe and I steal all the clothes that she still has to this day. If you weren't an SI model, what would you be doing? Um, 
oh, I'm kind of doing it. I would be, I would have my own show, which I'm working on right now, but I'm an SI model without my own TV show. So if you could have any three people over for dinner, dead or alive, who would they be? Blake Lively, Chrissy Teigen, and Oprah. Oh, Oprah. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> sync or Backstreet Boys? Backstreet's back. All right. <laughs> Christina Aguilera or Britney Spears? I'm a genie in a bottle, baby. Christina Aguilera. Paris Hilton or Kim Kardashian? Paris Hilton, because I actually just met her finally this past Christmas, and she was so kind. Really? And awesome. And she's like, you're so hot. And I was like, oh my God, this is That's real tagline. She really does it. And she says it about other people too. She's like, that dress is so hot. And I was like, can I take a picture with you? And I always like, don't like to ask that yeah. question, but she was like, girl, yes. And then she looked at it. She was like, tag me. I was like, oh, you guys you're are nice. <laughs> Do you have any tattoos? Zero and never. Never? Never. Why? I get bored easily. And I just know it would be a matter of time that it's going to come off. What's the most money you've spent on a stupid item? Oh gosh. I'm actually really good at like not spending money like that. A stupid item. Oh, a pair of true religion jeans in high school. Oh, Worst God. purchase ever. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> What's your favorite food? Um, avocado. I've been eating it since An I was avocado. two years old. Thanks. Thanks. Well, that's good. I like that. That was fun. That was, that was, that was really fun. Yeah. Now let's get back into the, did you come up with those? Nah, I, I Googled it. I mean, I came up with some of them and that I switched really some of them around. Dark chocolate, milk chocolate for you. Ah, dark chocolate. Ew. Why? Gross. I don't, dark chocolate's for baking. Baking? Yeah. What do you mean? What are you saying? Like if you want to make like a brownie mix, like then you can have that dark cocoa powder Oh, I've never made brownies. My mom makes all those. Anyways, going back to the New England Patriots, is there, you're dating Rob Gronkowski. Yes. Who you told me you think you look like. No, I didn't tell you (laughs) I think I look like them. I, people come up to me and say, yo, you look like Rob Gronkowski. I get Rob Gronkowski and Daniel Tosh and Rob Deirdrick. Those are the three people I get. Okay, I can see Deirdrick a little bit, but you're like way taller. He's also from Ohio. I got to give a shout out to your boyfriend because the first year that he like, I'll did, make him listen to this. So did he'll be really, listening. really good in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I had Tom Brady as my quarterback on mm-hmm. fantasy. I had Rob Gronkowski. I won the league. Shout out Rob Gronkowski and Tom Brady <laughs> for that year. I won like good 500 job, bucks baby. in my league. Um, and it was that tight end QB duo. Yeah. So that was dope. I've never gotten into fantasy, but I hear about it all the time. Oh, it was great. It was a great year for me. What is, uh, what is the policy on cheerleaders dating players? It is unacceptable. No fraternizing. I think it's changed now, actually. But when I was on the team, that's... So how did this come about? Mm. A little illegal action here. We met after. Ah, met after. (laughs) Coincidentally. You're like, hey, didn't you used to cheerlead on the sidelines? I mean, we knew who each other were. Of course. Um, I remember the first time kind of really locking eyes with him at this um, Goodwill charity event, which actually was so weird. They say, you know, timing is everything. It was like three weeks after my four year long boyfriend and I had broken up. So you're saying the first time you locked eyes with him was, was November not at of a game, 2013, but it was, she's very specific. Yeah. I remember not the at a game, event. but in an event. Correct. It, that's not like, I don't even know how we would lock eyes at a game unless he looked at me from across the sidelines, which I know you were. So wow, she's calling you out, Rob. <laughs> Plus, he's got all the pads on. He's got the helmet on. You're like, yeah. I don't really know what any of these guys look like. You know, they're, he's big. Yeah. Six eight, two seventy, six pack six, abs. Seven. Oh, that's, he's six look, seven with a helmet on. He's six foot nine. Okay, that's true. Oh, he would love that height. <laughs> he's two hundred and seventy pounds, but he's got a six pack abs. 
How is that possible? I swear he has 2% body fat. It's crazy. Like I'm 200 pounds and I don't know. Really hard to like date, you know, like there were times where we've been in limbo and I was like, how do you date after this? Like he's so sexy. He's a damn good looking dude. It's a great body. That's why when people tell me I look like him, I'm like, hey. <laughs> and I love to wear heels being 5'8", so it's, it's also like a plus to have right, a, he's a, a tall, tall guy. guy. Yeah. And you know, you just love, I love to like, I mean, I'm a dancer and love to like run around and jump around and like, like run and grab him like a tree. And you know, you can't do that with every guy and that right, you want right. to date. So, so yeah, going plus. back to the goodwill, you guys locked eyes oh, yeah. and then what happened? Did I he d- approach? Did you approach? No, we just kind of, that was the first time it was weird because I always knew who he was, but I of course. N- had never, in- never had much interest or wasn't like, Oh my God, he's going to be my next man and my next yeah. boyfriend. So you say you got out of a four year relationship. Mm-hmm. And I was, so I was in a, it was in a, it was during a time when I, when I'd seen him, I, it was like the first time that someone made me like look twice mm-hmm. because I was kind of in that state of like, I don't know if I'll ever date again. Like I really want this to get better. My ex and all this other stuff. And then, um, I just remember being stopped before going into the changing room to like change into my uniform. And we were being, I was being stopped by some of the press because they were interviewing mm-hmm. Rob about, um, it was like a couple nights before Thanksgiving, we had put together baskets for, um, a lot of people who were less fortunate and couldn't have all those meals and those goodies. So we were bringing those baskets out to their car. And I remember he was kind of talking about it and how he loves being involved with the community and stuff. And it was my first time that I got to like, listen to him and not watch him play football or, um, you know, there's when you're in, in the media, there's so many preconceived ideas of who someone is. And right. Cause he was always raging. Yeah. Like, like party, party boy. Party like, boy oh, yeah. Like, which I, I admired. I was like <laughs> loving it, dude. I loved like the off field, like uh-huh. shenanigans, like that yeah. shit. I just love that. I mean, that's a big, that's a, that's a big reason why we get along. We not because we're partiers, but because we just have so much fun. fun we yeah. like to be like the life of the party and dance and, um, all this other stuff. But that was the first time that I kind of had to like stop and stand still and, and kind of take a look at him. And, and I got to listen to him speak and I was like, wow, I've never seen the side of him mm-hmm. or, and, or never really cared to learn. And so I was like, he's really cute and nice. And okay. And that was it. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I guess he kind of had his eye on me too. And we oh, okay. discovered that a little later down the line, but so was, how did you guys first speak to each other? I don't know. You do know. You just don't want to share. That's <laughs> yeah. okay. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I know other interviews have always figured out a way to kind of get by it. And I guess this time I'm just, I'm I'm so candid with you that I don't even know how to make something up right now. No, you don't have to make anything up. Yeah. We went, we went uh, vocal and live after uh, I resigned in 2015. Oh, so that's when you guys first met 2015 (laughs) after you ended it, you were in the off season trying to become an essay. And we just ran into each other on the sidewalk. No, I didn't pursue a sports illustrated until 2017. It was a dream I always wanted. But it's actually, it was really cool. Rob has really seen me go through since he had met me in 2015. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> he had seen me like get rejected by a lot of agencies. He had, you know, he was there when I was flying in and out of LA before I lived here in New York city, taking the train in and out. And I was like, nope, nope, still not enough. Or, you know, coming home and being like, all right, so I have to lose an inch and a quarter off my thighs in three weeks, or I have wow. to drop 15 pounds in three weeks if I want this job or want to get That's signed. Intense. And I was like, I just don't want to do that. And he was like, do you even want your body like that? And I was like, no. And he was like, yeah, I don't even want you to be like that. And I was like, yeah, I got to figure out how to do this. So it was really cool when I got it and he saw that I got it without being signed. Um, how many it, Super Bowls does he have? Um, well, I'm a firm believer in the law of attraction. So he's about to have three, but two. What's it like right dating someone on the best football team ever? 
with the best football coach and the best quarterback ever. I mean, it's awesome because your season goes and it, it, I mean, I went after I cheered at the Super Bowl in Phoenix. I went and watched um, in Houston and then I went last year and I watched um, in Minneapolis. That ending wasn't as happy, but Houston, another one that was great to celebrate and, you know, be on the field and right, yeah. celebrate with him and stuff like that. So it was, God, that's so exciting. It's, it's like every year you're like, yeah, we're probably going to the Super Bowl this year. So it's going to be sick. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, I saw earlier in the season, you posted with Jesse, Jesse James Decker. Yeah, it's my but girl. Then he retired like the day after he signed. Yeah. What was that all about? Um, I'll, I'll let them speak. I mean, it's, yeah. I, I think that he kind of put it out there, but, um, he was just ready to be with his wife and kids more. And you know, he had, he did his time with, with the NFL and he could have kept going and kind of made that, that decision. They look really, really happy and yeah, they're, they're traveling they're around goals, and for they sure. really are. They're um, awesome. Their kids are awesome. Eric's awesome. I love Jesse. So you got to meet some really cool people. You met Paris Hilton. Mm-hmm. You met Jesse James Decker. Who mm-hmm. else on that list? Oh my gosh. Of really dope people. Beyonce. Um, come on. Oh, I wish I met, I met Rihanna one time at Coachella. Oh, oh, that's cool. That was cool. Oh, she's. Oh my God. If I could go back to rapid fire, I would add her in the mix. If I could do four of dinner, mm-hmm. you really like Chrissy Teigen, huh? I she's love really funny. Chrissy. And she's dating or she's married to John legend. And she just, Ohio boy. Oh really? Yeah. John legend. Ohio. I didn't know that. She just like, I like, I like to do it sometimes like how I do on my Instagram posts. I always have Chrissy Teigen in mind, in the back of my head when I, when I clap back or on Twitter, I'll like quote a tweet when someone will say something like, I don't, I don't even want to name one of them cause they're so gross sometimes, <laughs> but I use it as like a verb. Like I'm going to Chrissy Teigen the tweet mm-hmm. and like, cause clap she claps back. back. Yeah, yeah. But she doesn't, she's she, feisty. She doesn't hurt anybody's feelings. Right. She just kind of calls them out. And then didn't she used to be like, was she like a Victoria's secret model or something? I don't think so. Can't remember. I mean, Sports Illustrated. She's just Sports Illustrated. Yes. Um, is that someone you look up to? Chrissy Teigen, mm-hmm. Kate Upton. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. We got oh. some some action out in the. Sounded uh, like Santa was here. What are some things you have you have planned for 2019? It's the start of the year. It's it's fresh. I know it's been raining a lot, so yeah. the weather hasn't been great. But what are your goals plans for this year. Yeah. So it's been something I've been talking about for a while. Um, we kind of touched on it. I've been wanting to kind of, you know, I have Instagram as my biggest social media platform where I can reach out to a lot of people that I don't get to see face to face that are listening, um, or watching. And I've been wanting to finally get some more face to face action. And so ask and you shall receive. I've been talking about getting into universities and, you know, if you could think of a Ted talk, like kind of being like a keynote speaker. Um, and I never knew if I wanted to be kind of in, at first I thought I wanted to be elementary schools and start to help kids when, cause I've had principals and school teachers reach out and they're like, you know, my classes of, you know, 12 year olds, 15 year olds. And, um, I wish I could share their Instagram with them. Sometimes I kind of give like a PowerPoint presentation or can you give me words of wisdom to share with them? Or, you know, I had a teacher reach out and he was also the swim coach and he was Mm -hmm. like, you know, I have these 12 year olds and they're dropping out a swim team, not because they don't want to swim anymore, but because because they're not comfortable being in swimsuits around each other. And I'm like, wow, that's insane that that happens at such an age. And not that I still don't want to help there and get in those schools, but it was kind of hard for me to get that in action right away, especially in the new year. And I was like, you know what, right here, right now, being smack dab in the middle of a 20 something going through this journey of self-love and, um, body acceptance and whatever else I want to get into universities. As soon as I finally decided that I wanted to do that in my mind and spoke that and wrote it down, I'm like a bit, I'm, I truly believe in the secret. Um, that's another day of a podcast, but, <laughs> um, 
I got an email from Northeastern university being like, I've listened to you on a panel. I would love for you to come in and be a keynote speaker. And from then on now I've been kind of practicing with um, some of my lecture agents and really, so I can become a professional at this and really send my message. So I'm excited to kind of go on a tour. Um, it'll start in Boston at the beginning of February. Um, so if you want me to come to your university, slide through my That's really awesome because I know you do a lot of stuff to give back. You said, like you mentioned, you met Rob at the Goodwill thing. Mm-hmm. You do, you want to talk and people mm-hmm. like give them a good image. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you mentioned off the podcast to me, what were you doing in Malibu previously? Yes, California strong. I, I'm, I was, I do a lot in New England um, and I love I'm New here. England clam chowder. Oh, oh, you do? So good. See, I don't like seafood. Oh man. I know. What a shame. I know. I feel like I'm missing out on a lot, <laughs> um, but I've gone this long and I'm like scared to try it now, but California strong happened. I was corresponding for sports person. Was of the this year. The, the fires you're saying? Or fires and the shooting at um, thousand Oaks. Okay. At borderline. Yeah. And I was doing last month. I was doing, um, I was corresponding for sports illustrated on sports person of the year carpet and Christian Yelich <clears throat> MVP in the MLB. He, um, came up and he was talking, he was presenting an award, I believe to the performer of the year. And he started talking about California strong. He was like, it's brand new. I wanted to do something. I wanted to get involved, you know, in this position. I feel like it's, it's my duty to cut, to help mm-hmm. uh, using his voice and him and a couple of his, his buddies, um, put together California strong. And within a month, they had Pepperdine university sold out on that field and people like Adam Sandler, Jamie Foxx, um, Charlie Sheen, uh, Baker Mayfield, so many people turned up for this event and some people were, you know, signing up just days ahead of time. And I remember the, when I had, he had talked about California strong on the carpet. I found him after the award show and I was like, I want to really, I want to get involved. Like, what can I do? And he was like, well, January 13th, um, at Pepperdine, we're trying to build our roster. Um, if you have any friends, any celebrity friends that are going to be there and I could share the message, let them know. Oh my gosh. I, it, he was like, it went from us asking so many people to people starting to ask us. It was just so cool how the, not only the community, but people all over the globe came together for it. And, um, it was really cool. It was a softball game. Um, are you good at softball? I can hit, but there were <laughs> so many people in the outfield that every ball was getting caught. Oh, okay. So it was kind of hard to get on base. So it's funny in the video, this guy could easily, I hit like a line drive and he could have caught it right in his club, but he let it, he let it like hit and flop Uh, out. Brad Paisley was playing on first base. That's really awesome. It was cool. He tagged me out, but they like, let me stay on because no one had been on base in so long. And I was like, (laughs) I'm going to score this run. Uh, That's really awesome. Yeah. I think the fires, they definitely affected California a lot and they weren't really like, they were all over the news, but it wasn't, the aftermath wasn't talked about so much. And I hate that like things like that happen and then you Mm -hmm. just forget about it the next day. And especially like the shooting, the shooting happened and then two, like a day or two later, Later, the fires happened exactly. and then just the shooting stuff was buried yeah. and it's like, all right, all these news outlets are just onto the next story. That's the, that's the big thing that a lot of the guys were saying. There was so much press that day, but they kept saying, you know, things get buried so quickly and they were like, we're constantly going to be behind California. And as it, as it expands, I mean, if they can just do this in a month, like what can they do in a year? And they're like, this is going to go beyond, you know, just the devastations and the tragedies because they, they're, they feel strongly that this will get rebuilt um, and, you know, start to help um, the families, but that's, they've, California is very lucky that these guys stepped up and. Yeah. Um, and now they're dealing with some mudslides just because of all the rain that we've really? been getting. So it's like been wildfires, then mudslides. It's about to get worse tomorrow. I heard oh, man. like a big flash flood warning. Oh man. Well, Camille, thank you so much for being oh, on the God. show. That's all the time we have today. Yeah. You ran a little bit late. I have Dude, to, I feel like I have we just to talk for you an out. hour. 
Uh, that was like 30 minutes. Nice little 30 minute link conversation. Wow. Um, I was late. Guys, go check out her issue of Sports Illustrated. Hopefully we get her on the cover this year, 2019. Go My show her gosh, some love. I hope. Um, and go Patriots. Hopefully they win the Super Bowl this year. Thank you guys all for watching. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Rate us five stars. Five stars. Mark's the best. Yes, I am. And we'll see you guys next week on Living Large. <laughs> Deuces. Um, can you just do one thing? Yeah. You're can you put so the camera on uh, her and then just say, hi. Um, do I look ugly? No. I don't know what I look like right now. Hi, I'm Camille. Sports Illustrated oh. model. Camille Caustic, and you're watching me on Living Large. Living Large. Yeah, do your okay. best. Do your best. Okay. <laughs> Look right into the camera. When are you gonna give me a three? You can two, even one? hold your cup of berries. No, you're making fun <laughs> of that. Are you gonna count me in? Go ahead. Okay, three, two. What's going on, you guys? I'm Camille Caustic, Sports Illustrated swimsuit model, and you're watching Living Large. <laughs> How did I do? <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for Sorry, watching this Castbox original with Mark Donor. It's Living Large. Closing off. Hi, I'm Arusha Pires, host of a new podcast called Investing with IBD. Here are a few snippets from the conversations that we're having. Facebook, you know, it's coming back. I was really treating it as a counter trend kind of stock. You have these really fast moving stocks. You want to have a little bit slower moving stocks yeah, also definitely. in your portfolio. What Bill observed after sitting through many market corrections is that the market will come down, but you need to wait a few days and see if there's going to be continued power. And that's where he came up with the follow through day concept. One of the most interesting things is, you know, utilities have actually been very, very strong over the last 52 weeks. The work that we've done on yield curve inversion suggests that after the yield curve inverts, over the next year, utility performance is actually not that good. Come join the conversation on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.